You're listening to SBS News. Just as nations all over the globe were beginning to recover from the worst effects of the COVID-19 pandemic, a number of new crises emerged to envelop the world. 2022 saw the international community shaken by tragedies, armed conflicts, and mass protests, while the silver lining came for many with football's biggest tournament. After months of tension in the region, Russian President Vladimir Putin shocked the world by mobilizing his forces to invade eastern Ukraine on February 24th. The European Union immediately announced harsh sanctions against Russia, with the president of the European Commission, Ursula von der Leyen, condemning Russia's actions. Russian troops invaded Ukraine, a free and sovereign country. And once again in the center of Europe, innocent women, men and children are dying of fear for their lives. We condemn this barbaric attack and the cynical arguments to justify it. It is President Putin who is bringing war back to Europe. The exact toll of the conflict is currently impossible to measure, but most estimates cite deaths in the tens of thousands while Ukrainian infrastructure has been pushed to its absolute limits by Russian air attacks. Conflict also led up the Middle East, with Iran seeing significant protests due to the theocratic government's treatment of women. On September 16th, a 22-year-old Iranian woman, Masa Amini, died in custody, following an arrest by the nation's morality police for not wearing her headscarf appropriately. A mass movement of protesters resulted, campaigning against state violence and the treatment of women in the country. Iranian activist and dissident Masi Alinejad said women were expressing their anger like never before. Clearly, women are in front line, removing their hijab, burning the headscarf, some of them showing their anger by cutting their hair. It's showing their like the way of grieving, the way of protesting. Some men and women shoulder to shoulder they burn police cars why because for years and years these police cars being the tool of uh, oppressing by the end of the month dozens of iranian protesters had been killed with 66 deaths reported on september 30th alone according to amnesty international this year japan was touched by an act of political violence as former prime minister shinzo abe was assassinated The attack in July was carried out by a lone gunman who opened fire on Mr Abe while the politician was addressing members of the public in the streets of Nara. The shooter appeared to have used a homemade weapon, likely due to the tightly controlled nature of firearms in Japan. Following the death of Japan's longest-serving prime minister, Britain lost its longest-reigning monarch in September. It was first announced on September 8th that there were concerns for Queen Elizabeth II's health. with word coming later that day that the queen had died at her Scotland home. Britain entered a 10-day period of national mourning, which lasted until after Queen Elizabeth's state funeral. Then Prime Minister Liz Truss applauded the queen for her service. She ascended the throne just after the Second World War. She championed the development of the Commonwealth from a small group of seven countries to a family of 56 nations. spanning every continent of the world. We are now a modern, thriving, dynamic nation. Through thick and thin, Queen Elizabeth II provided us with the stability and the strength that we needed. 
While Britain mourned, another member of the Commonwealth, Pakistan, was facing its own historic tragedy. From June to October, monsoons and flash floods devastated the country, wiping out critical infrastructure and leading to the estimated deaths of over 1,700 Pakistanis. Roads, crops, and bridges were washed away in what is said to be the country's worst ever floods, with more than 33 million citizens affected by floodwaters that are still yet to fully recede. 2022 saw huge shifts in global geopolitics, with one of the most significant of these taking place in Brazil. In October, far-right politician and president of Brazil Jair Bolsonaro became the first president in Brazilian history to lose his bid for re-election, with 49.1% of the vote to his opponent's 50.9%. The leftist president-elect and former leader Lula da Silva represents a hard break from Bolsonaro, whose revoking of environmental protections and slow response to the COVID-19 crisis were especially controversial. Lula claimed his win as a victory for Brazilian democracy in his celebratory speech. This isn't a victory of mine or the Workers' Party, nor the parties that supported me in campaign. It's the victory of a democratic movement that formed above political parties, personal interests, and ideologies, so that democracy came out victorious. The following month, in November, another controversial leader came under fire as rare protests in China threatened to destabilize the country. Several cities in mainland China were lit up by angry citizens protesting against China's contentious COVID zero approach. The protests were largely in response to a fire on November 24th in the Xinjiang region that killed 10 people. Which locals claimed was worsened by lockdown measures blocking emergency responders. The movement was unprecedented in leader Xi Jinping's China, which has been characterized by the suppression of political dissent. Beijing and Shanghai residents expressed relief as testing requirements and quarantine rules were gradually eased in some Chinese cities in response to the uprisings. Ending what was a very troubled year, football fans around the world took solace in a historic World Cup. In a tournament filled with twists and turns, Lionel Messi's Argentinian team emerged victorious in what was the star player's final cup. The event, held in Qatar, had a troubled history, with early reporting showing that more than 6,500 migrant workers died in Qatar during the period of construction of the tournament facilities. Despite this, the matches were magnetic, and Argentinian fans the world over were overjoyed at their first World Cup victory since 1986. <laughs> I'm very happy. My dad used to tell me, "Valentina, I want you to see Argentina win a World Cup." Now I will be able to share this emotion with him. The World Cup was representative of 2022 in many ways, marred by controversies, but also undeniably a celebration that many were happy to embrace following years of lockdowns and social restrictions. Sam Dover, SBS News.